0: You're listening to this week's episode of Multiplane Tales. This tale is called The Pride of Sven. And, dear listener, if you'd like me to tell your tale, you can send it to multiplane tales at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I stared at the ground. My mane was drenched in rain and blood. My spear laid at my side. Calfax stood over me, laughing, believing he had won. I tell you, son, it certainly felt that way. He stood there, mocking me. He raised his sword, ready to deliver the final blow. At that moment, son, I thought about what winning meant. The bountiful lands I would inherit, the fame my name would gain, the harem of lionesses. Son, I could not lose. The price was too great. When Calfax brought down his sword. I rolled to the side and lunged for my spear. He brought it down with such force that it stuck itself in the mud. That was all it took. The dumbass believed he had already won and let his guard down. I stood up and hefted my spear. He fumbled, trying to pull the sword from the muck. It was too late. I plunged my spear deep in his chest. He let go of the sword and grabbed the handle. I saw in his eyes. He knew it was too late. I brought my spear upwards. His innards spilled to the ground. Now appearing was a still beating heart. I laid my spear down and grabbed it. His heart lay in the palm of my paws. I looked straight into his eyes. It was over. He grabbed me by the shoulder and smiled. I crushed his heart with no hesitation, giving him a warrior's death. A fight we can rave about in the afterlife. That is when my spear gained the name, Spotter. It was not too long after you were born, son. The spark in my eyes. You will do what I could not, and be the king of all prides. Will I get a harem like you, father? Yes, my son. You shall be greater than I. You'll have double, if not triple, the wives. All of them, impressed by your natural strength. By the bloodline running through your veins, by the kings you will conquer. Thank you father, can I go now? Yes my son, go play with your liquids, for we train after your mother bathes you. Sfin rustled his son's head and sent him on his way. Rosa left his father's cave, he sneaked past his mom's. If he got caught, he would not get the chance to play with his concoctions before his bath. He knew his father didn't take them too seriously. But he enjoyed mixing different substances together and drinking it for fun. Some of the time, he would end up puking it all up. Others, it would have cool effects, though the majority of the time, it resulted in Rosa drinking revolting substances from whatever he could find on the small island of Tunbun insects, animal blood, moss, Rosa used it all. At least, all he could find in his father's territory. Tunbun was a small island, but his pride wasn't the only inhabitants. Bearfur, his father's lifelong rival, was the king of the other pride of Leonans on the island. The two were equal in strength. They've lost count to the amount of duels they've had, but they always ended in a draw. Those duels kept Bearfur and his pride on the better half of the island. The land was more fertile, a wider variety of food, and more things Rosa could experiment with. He had snuck into Bearfur's territory before. He was caught by one of his moms and brought back to his father who punished him. Sven lectured him on Leonin tradition. If Bearfur or any of his pride were to spot him, it would be within their right to kill him on spot. His trespassing would not serve as provocation for Sven to attack Bearfur. If he did attack without a formal declaration, he would risk facing the ire of all the close Leonin prides. A Leonin could not enter the territory of another without permission, or they risk immediate death. Rosa was not pleased with the lecture, but when no one was looking, he pulled a small bag from his pouch. He pulled out his prize, a translucent bug, no bigger than a gold coin. It had veins pumping with blue blood. Rosa watched it before he caught it and saw the colors of the veins could change depending on what it was on. It moved painfully slow. It was the most amazing discovery he had ever made. He kept it hidden in his little lab. As he grew older, he had less and less time to enjoy his hobby as his father wanted to train him to become the champion of all prides. Sven would wake his son every morning to start the day off with a run. He believed that before he could master a weapon, he must first master his body. It must be as strong as iron, sturdy as a trunk of a tree, and as adaptable as water. Sven allowed Rosa to start training with the sphere after he believed that Rosa himself was a weapon. When Rosa was a young adult, Sven finally started training him in the way of the spear. Rosa loved the time he spent with his dad. Even when his dad was kicking his ass, they were always laughing. Rosa felt as if he could tell his father anything, and he would. Sven would listen to his rants about his concoctions and the results. Sven would know his interests were different from other Leonins, but if he kept up his training, he could enjoy whatever he liked. Other than his father, Rosa didn't fight. He would often show his moms what Sven had taught him, but they were always more of a performance. That all changed a few years into spear training. Sven woke up Rosa before dawn. This time, Sven was fuming. Son, we have a problem. What, father? Hunters from Bear First Pride have stumbled into our territory hunting prey. Our guards attacked them the moment they saw the intrusion. Your mother was injured in their battle. I have every right to march in and kill their pride. But all-out war is not what I want right now. It would impact our numbers, leave us vulnerable. But blood must be paid by blood. You are to have a duel with Bear first heir at noon. You are not to kill, but to display our strength. Yes, father, I will make you proud. Rosai and Finn followed their usual morning routine, They added some light sparring sessions to warm up. He was pumped. He had been training his whole life, and it was time for him to show his father his progress. As it drew closer to noon, Rosa felt the nerves build up. It wasn't his lack of preparation. It was the potential of disappointing Sven. He didn't do any research into Bear First Chosen Champion. He didn't need to. His father taught him, it doesn't matter who or what your opponent is. You learn about them through battle and become better in battle to win. Before the sun was high in the sky, he went to check on his mom. She was doing all right. He was happy to see that her injuries were not fatal or major. Make them pay, she whispered in his ear. He promised her he would and left for his fight. Rosal went to the border separating the two clans. He was not the first to arrive. There were Leonins of both prides mocking one another. He spotted Bearfur and who he believed would be his opponent. The Leonin was taller and bulkier than him. He stood seven feet tall with a golden mane as thick as fins. By his side were two long, slender swords. He wore little armor and carried himself like a champion. Rosa was excited. This Leonin would be the perfect opponent to display his strength to his father. As he walked past the crowd, the Leonins from his pride were patting him on the back and singing his praise. In the center was a shoddy arena, where his father and other Leonins of the island have settled their differences. In the front of the crowd was his father. He called him over. My son, I am proud of you. You have grown so much, and I believe it is time you have a weapon that shows your growth. Next to Sven was a wooden box as tall as he was. He opened it to reveal an intricately carved staff with a stone curved blade at the end. Sven pulled it out and handed it to Rosa. I made this myself and waited for the perfect time to gift it to you. It is ready to be christened. Go out there and name it. Sven gave him a hug and sent him to the field. His opponent didn't break eye contact with him as they walked in. They walked to the center and drew their weapons. The other Leonin struck first. He went for a leg sweep. Rosai jumped back and lunged at him. No mercy, Tele. Tele was quicker than Rosai expected. He paired his strike with the sword in his left hand, loosening Rosa's grip on the spear. Tele spun around Rosa, gaining access to his side. Tele turned the sword in his right hand around and hit Rosa a couple of times with the pommel. It didn't hurt, but the left side of Rosa's body felt heavy. He twirled the spear around, aiming for the ground in front of Tele. The move had the intended effect. Tele jumped back a few feet, not sure what Rosa was planning. Rosa didn't give him any time to think. He charged Tele, striking with only one arm. It was weaker, but it was much faster. Tele wasn't having any trouble dodging his attacks, but he was on the defensive. He was breathing hard. Rosa noticed the sweat on his forehead. Tele's movements were losing their flair. Rosa believed that he had a better chance of beating Tele the longer the match went. He purposely slowed down his strikes. Noticing the chains of pace, Tele began to increase his movement. He jumped back out of the spear's reach. He laughed. Rosa didn't chase him and used that time to recompose himself. You are pretty all right," said Teller. "You aren't too bad yourself," Rosa replied. "You want to know why I'll still win? I'm listening. I'll do whatever it takes for victory." Teller threw his sword like a javelin at Rosa's face. Rosa was not expecting him to throw a sword. At the last second, he moved his head. The sword grazed his cheek and left a little cut. Tele ran towards him, preparing his other sword for an attack. Rosa placed both hands on the spear, ready to counterattack. As Tele approached, he dug his foot in the dirt, ready to deliver a powerful blow, but he couldn't move. His body was not listening. He looked at Tele. There was a devious smile on his face. Tele slashed Rosa's hand, causing him to drop the spear. He went behind him, and struck him on the back of the knee with the pommel of his sword. Rosa fell to the ground, Tele went to pick up the other sword and pressed it on the back of his neck. I declare myself the victor. The Leonins cheered. Berfer nodded at Tele. He walked up to him and embraced him. Tears were welling up in Rosa's eyes. He still couldn't move. Tele and Bearfur walked back to their pack, leaving him in the dirt. He saw his father approach him. Rosa willed himself to halt the tears. His father stood above him. Get up he said. Rosa was overcome by shame. The tears flowed down his face like a stream. Get up. It started with his fingers and quickly spread throughout his body. A minute later, he was back in control. He stood up. He couldn't look his father in the eye. His head stayed down. Sven pulled up Rosa's head. He looked him in the eyes. It was a good fight. All that means is more training. He poisoned me. It matters not, Rosa. You fought like a true warrior. I lost, father. His shame turned to anger. His father's tender words could not pierce his heart. Negative thoughts flooded his mind, primarily that his pride members believed he was not worthy of being Sven's son. He brushed past his father and walked into the forest. He walked until he could no longer hear the noise of the crowd. He made his way to his childhood lab, a place he had not been in in what felt like years. He looked around. He spotted all the different things he had used for ingredients. He picked up a glass full of an unknown substance. He watched it swirl, then threw it at the wall. The liquid vaporized on the wall, leaving a patch of greenery that was not there before. He touched the newly grown moss, and remembered the first time he ventured into bare-first territory. He immediately scoured the room, looking for his childhood pouch. He searched well into sundown. He found it in the early night. He opened it and pulled out the translucent bug he had found so long ago. The bug looked exactly how he found it. Its legs moved and its veins changed color to match his fur. In his rage, he could only think of one thing to do. He pulled out his old tools and started mixing. He made a plethora of different elixirs. During the process for the last one, he used two rocks and turned the bug into powder. The powder kept the same attributes of the bug. He poured it into his last glass vial and drank it. He retched in pain. He began to cough. Rosa coughed up blood. It was as if his lungs were trying to squeeze their way up through his airways. Midway through, he sneezed. When he opened his paws, there were several bloody teeth. He panicked. He stumbled around looking for healing herb. Rosa fell and something stabbed him. He pulled it out. It was a claw. His claw. The pain and shock were too much for him. He lay on the ground and closed his eyes, ready for death. Rosa woke up to a bird pecking at his feet. He jumped up. For a second, he thought he had dreamt up that experience. That feeling vanished when he noticed the pool of blood behind him, the teeth around him, and the claw in his paw. He checked his paws, but all his claws were there. Same with his teeth. His senses were stronger. He could hear and sense something that was a good distance away. The elixirs he had created the night before all had a pale glow to them. The anger he felt didn't dissipate. He knew what he had to do. Rosa pocketed the remainder of the elixirs and he made his way to the Forbidden Territory. It wasn't long before Barefur's hunters confronted him. Tele, in the arena, he growled. The look in his eyes made them back off. He made his way there and sat at the center. When he heard steps, he uncorked a vial and drank it. Hours later, the arena was bustling with the From both prides, Not too long after, Tele walked out with a smile on his face. If you want death, I will grant it, he spoke. The crowd roared. Come, pussy. Those words sent Tele into a frenzy. He unsheathed both his blades and charged them. Rosa stood his ground. Tele jabbed and slashed faster than he did their previous fight. Rosa dodged each and every strike. He punched Tele in the gut. He doubled over. Rosa slammed his arms down on his back. He hit the ground with a noise that sent the nearby birds off. Rosa looked around the arena. Barefur was silent. The members of his pride went crazy. He felt a sharp pain coming from his ankles. He looked down and saw Tele had cut him. That devious smile returned. He felt his body begin to go numb again. Rosa reached into his pouch and pulled out another vial. The crowd went quiet. He chugged the elixir. His unnatural speed faded with the poison. He drew his spear from his back. Tele looked astonished and a bit afraid. That's cheating. He turned, looked at Bearfur, and back at Rosa. He got up and walked towards Bearfur. Rosa stood there, patiently. Before Tele exited the arena, he pulled his old trick. He turned around and threw his sword at Rosa in one swift movement. Rosa stood his ground. He let the blade impale him in the stomach. The blood around the wound began to boil. He pulled the sword out and wiped the boiling blood around his spear. Tele had begun celebrating and had his back turned. Rosa let out a roar that could be heard throughout the island. He threw the spear with all the force he had. Tele turned around in time for the spear to find its target. It landed in the same spot where his sword hit Rosa. Tele looked down at the spear, then back at Rosa. Rosa picked up the dagger from the floor and detached the blade. I'll use this to remember you." He walked up to Tele and gently drove the dagger into his heart. No one made a sound. Disgraceful. Rosa turned and saw Sfin among the Leonins. I taught you to fight like a warrior, not a vagrant with tricks. The world is not fair, father. We must do what we can to win lies. You disappoint me, Rosa. I can never be a king of prides with your rules holding me back, father then let them hold you back no longer. Members of my pride will not fight like cowards. Rosa, you are hereby exiled for your weakness. Father, I will prove you wrong. Your naivety does not make winners. When I return, even Aenor will bend the knee to me. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you'd like to submit your story, you can send it to multiplanetales at gmail.com. And if you could, please share this with all your friends and family across the Multiplanes. Again, thanks for listening, and you'll hear me again in a fortnight.